Hey guys, welcome back to the Voices Podcast. I'm your host, Mimi Kaufman, and I'm here with... Hi, Sutu Boyboy. And I'm Gio Rivera. And this week, we're joined by co-hosts Ricardo and Izu for 2.3, The Season of the Future. Please enjoy. Hey! How are you guys? I'm... Striving, striving. Really? Okay. I feel like from the last time we were here, because it's been a while... We can be honest about that. It's been a while. Uh, I feel like all three of us have gone through a little like self journey to get more confident and more comfortable in like what we're doing at school and with the podcast and everything. So we really just needed a mental health break. Very much. I agree. It was like, it was chaotic. It was our bad for not posting, but. It was our bad, but, like, we either had the option of releasing a episode that was not up mm-hmm. to par yeah. or taking a break for us to get in the right headspace to be able to create phenomenal content. Exactly. And we chose the right option, so. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, but I said to, like, you remember when we were in the studio and we were talking about, like, me and I said to straight up, we're walking through the hallways like zombies. <laughs> yeah. Like, we were. when I tell you we were dead behind the eyes, we uh, were dead behind the eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at, that, you now. Look at you now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're better. Mm-hmm. A little better, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we did have our ups and, ups and downs during the weeks of these previous weeks, you know. Just interims, you know, trying to do your what your college essay, your yeah. college college apps and stuff. So honestly, sorry for this wait, but it was worth it. It's worth it, and at the end of the day, you guys won't be dis- disappointed mm-hmm. at all. At all. Stay I tuned. also would just like, I would like to say that if anybody is out there struggling, there was a point where. I didn't see a light at the end of the tunnel and it was a single day when you know when people are like things don't happen overnight something happened overnight like mm-hmm. I had a talk with one of my favorite teachers Miss Jacobs she found me in the hallway and immediately I just broke down and that day like it was like I released all the toxins in my body and all the like self-hate and everything and I was able to finally overcome my fears of like talking to teachers overcoming my anxiety and like really putting what I'm saying I'm going to do to work that was an important step for me and what I will say is I could not have done it alone I could not have done it alone so reach out because you never know what people are capable of and how they can help you I agree like Mimi what for the past two weeks I was not showing up I would just stay home and just tell people I'm not coming today. I'm not coming today. But Mimi, you know, encouraged me to go to school because at the end of the day, it's really up to you. It's about your future. You can't just stay at home and, you know, be all sad and, you know, just yeah. going through it and sometimes you just need that little push from your friends or family members not only me me too my other friend to you know encourage me and was like hey look you already know your problem 
that you the problems that you're dealing with. So now it's just about taking the steps to fix your problem. And mm-hmm. I'm even though this talk happened like what maybe two days ago, I am trying to figure out what and what I need to do by the end of this quarter and to, you know, organize myself and get myself back into a okay, you know, headspace. So we just, I don't know, life, we hope for the best. And I believe the end of all of this will get better as time goes on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I agree. Mimi, like, you played a big part in pulling us out of our funk. Like, yeah. no matter what way you look at it, like, there'd be times where I, like, same, I was in the same boat with you, I said, too. Like, I would stay home. Not because I wanted to sleep or yeah, of course I wanted to sleep in, but like, I just would, I was not mentally strong enough to go to school. I was not mentally strong enough to sit through an hour and a half of class to sit through that four times, you know, like it was just not it at all for me. Like I just started crumbling at school. There was a week where I spent it crying every, every morning. And to me, the best option was just staying away. And I haven't told you this, Mimi, but like literally your morning texts, your morning texts of like, are you coming to school today? Are you at school? You better be at school today. Like those things like are so important because it shows like I'm going to school. Yes, because I have work to do. And yes, because I have play rehearsal. But like there are people who want me there. There are people who want to hang out. There are people who want to talk. Like, even if it's just like, Mimi, come with me to go get fruit snacks from the vending machine. (laughs) Like, it's always just so important to see, like, if you feel like you're in a a good place and you see the people around you that you love are maybe struggling or maybe not at their fullest potential, you sometimes you just need a shove. You just need that push to, like, remind yourself, like, you are the one. You are very capable and you got this. All you got to do is start believing in yourself. Mm-hmm. Mimi, I really want to thank you. Shout out to Mimi, y'all. <laughs> no, really, because if it wasn't for Mimi, I would still be at home. Oh, mm-hmm. Like, just even some days, like, never mind, I don't want to put that out there. But <laughs> even some days, like, <laughs> I would just not want to go to school. Like I said earlier, I'm not about to say the other part, but um, yeah, like just her text me, even on weekends, like even some days, like her and my other friend, like they've been like hanging out and I'm, I am going to start hanging out, hanging out with you guys. Like, like you need to get outside. You need to like move. And I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not in the mood. Like I'm going through it. Okay. But those words of no, those words just yeah helps us very lot. much not to pressurize anyone but think about it that one assignment you have not turned in could cost you your future yeah true and i need to start putting that in my back of my head because i still yeah, that's so how I work. many missing assignments and that's how i work right now that is so true that is mm-hmm. so true yeah yes yeah like it finally feels like everyone's falling into place into the school year. You know, like <clears throat> athletes are getting their their senior years. <laughs> you know, like 
performers are getting to do the play in Sankofa and Voces Unidas and the musical, like BNC is being able to put out full productions, you know, InfoFlow, like PSAs and so many different things. You know, the podcast team is finally coming into fruition. We're starting to see real change and real movement. And like, at this point, there's so many moving parts at Blair that it is just going to be beautiful to see the amount of work that we can all create by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Like, I'm also a very strong believer in there's so there's so much talent just brewing up Blair that 10 years from now, I 100% feel like we're going to have like a fashion designer, a model, a Broadway performer, an actor, a musician, a pop star, a doctor, a lawyer, like, a mathematician like scientists people are going to come out of Blair famous I I mean not only in even like previous um um Blair alumni like yes already doing their thing yes Blair alumni yeah their thing it's not only our class that the Mm -hmm. upcoming classmen and stuff other Blair alumni I see on Instagram they're doing their thing and I'm I'm even though if one of you guys are listening, I'm proud of you guys. Like, no. seriously, like, keep going and keep doing your thing, you know? Keep pushing. Period. Yeah. Uh, but, like, it just feels so much better. Just, like, everything feels so much better when you're in a healthier, like, physical body and a healthier mental. Like, mm-hmm. what is it? It's not body, but, like, your mental space, you know? Mental like. State. I forgot what was it you mean me what thought I was running through the hallways like <laughs> I literally was jolting through the hallways with energy and like I went to dance I like got over my fear of dancing again like mm-hmm. singing again and uh everything's just so beautiful now it's all I like got one day we all came in super duper happy happy <laughs> I know that was that the first me- time that made me because I like I don't know, just seeing other people happy that I know have been going through it. Yeah. Like really like brightens up my day. So it's it's so like everything's just great. Oh, except for the Misa. Did y'all do the Misa? I did. I did. Oh well Mimi did. (laughs) You did ISA too? Did you like it? To be honest, even just testing in general, like I don't know because like when we came back from the pandemic. Mm-hmm. testing is not really the same like usually if it wasn't if it was me freshman year I used to I would go crazy about this test like I was just like oh my gosh I need to get a perfect score I need to get a perfect score or I need to stay for this test so like I'm taking this test seriously this year I don't know what's been going on but I just have not been taking it this sounds so bad too because it's my junior year and in the back of my mind, it's just like, you have to be serious. Like, it's your junior year. You have to be on your stuff. Mm-hmm. But I've just been not really, you know, back into that, okay, I used to do your work or I used to, you know, study. It's getting there, but it's not mm-hmm. fully there as my freshman year, I used to, and maybe a little bit of sophomore year, too. And I feel I like... Keep going. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and I feel like the pandemic, you know, played a role in that because mm-hmm. it just made everyone lazy of not, you know, I'm going to be honest, everyone was searching up the answers. And now that we're back in school and you can't cheat and all that, it's, 
it's, it's like putting to the test your knowledge yeah mm -hmm. but we will get we will get through it you know we yeah back to somewhat normal the thing is like i'm always confused with montgomery county specifically in their testing because ever since i grew up i grew up in the like full system like i went through tacoma park elementary to piney branch to tacoma park middle to blair so i always followed the full trajectory through montgomery county and they always have a new test right like whether it's map and map r park um for english or park for math or misa or the hsa or the government test like all of these things and they were making it sound like this MISA was going to be heavy on like the recapping of chemistry and biology and physics. So Baby, true. it was 18 questions and like four of them were about the evolution of great white sharks. Yeah. I was so, I was so over it. I'm like, y'all had me stressed for what? And honestly, God bless Montgomery Blair High School. Periodic table. I'm just like, yes. What are we using that for? And what? scratch paper. I didn't, there was no math. It was literally all reading comprehension. Reading. Mm -hmm. And also, like, it was very unorganized. You know, I don't know what, what that has to do with. Maybe it's COVID. Maybe it's just procedures. But, like, we didn't start until, what, like, 8.15? And my teacher didn't, my teacher didn't even know that we were testing. Are you serious? My teacher didn't know. Students were lined up outside. Like, did you see the line at the library? Yeah people were waiting for Chromebook and it was just like a whole lot of whole lot of to be honest and mm -hmm. very much unnecessary I um, I did not have to show up at 7 45 today <laughs> I didn't have to show up at all yeah Mimi tell us your story because you're just <laughs> I know Mimi tell us your story so I walked into class and yeah they didn't have my papers so I just had nothing to do for like two hours not even like a little bit less than two hours yeah no girl when you texted me i thought you were like crying because you were like come to the room and then i was like oh my god something happened to mimi and then she's like bruh <laughs> she's like i didn't even have to be here <laughs> i really i told my mom i was like i have a house keys can i come home and she mm -hmm. was like i'm not even home yeah, yeah but it was not it was not ideal in yeah. conclusion prioritize your mental health and your physical body and forget about the Misa. We don't need it. Girl, I don't need to know about the white sharks in <laughs> Chesapeake <laughs> Bay. Like Honestly, I was reading that thing. I was like, what in the world? Like, was, okay, the I will say the last thing. What is throwing me off is that I saw session one. Hmm? Does oh. that mean? Because the, the test today says oh. session one. <laughs> so what do you mean session one? It should so be, I, it should just be session. It is the session. Like I feel bad for some of the seniors because some seniors did not have a ticket, like walking into yeah. class. And they were like, oh, if you don't have a ticket, go to the auditorium. And then like, what was it? Fourth period? During fourth period, they were like, hey, if you guys did not have a Come ticket. Come during lunch. Come during lunch. And I was like, dang, like you guys have to take this test. Well, you guys, should we jump into this week's episode? Yes, sir. Okay, per. Please welcome to the Voices Podcast, Ricardo and Izu. What's up? My name is Ricardo Villars Jr. I've been playing football since I was six years old. I play cornerback and receiver for Montgomery Blair High School. 
Uh, hi, my name is Izu. I've been playing football since I was in seventh grade, so 12 years old. And I'm a senior at Blair, and I play middle linebacker. Um, so I'm going to start you off with the first question. And it was, did you think you would take football this serious, like, when you started? Um, I think I've always, like, been wanting to play football seriously since I was a little kid. I don't think there's ever a point where I, like, didn't plan on playing football. So, I, like, yeah, I've been taking it serious as long as I've been playing it. I've been, like, my family's been really committed to me playing football. So, yeah. It's what, do you, what would you say was, like, the thing that really got you into it? Because for me, like, musical theater-wise, I know when I was a kid, I watched Dreamgirls. And that's kind of what just, like, triggered my whole, like, lifetime at this point. So, like, things like that. So, did, was there anything in your childhood that really, like, was like, oh, football. Like, this is for yeah, me. Yeah, like, did you maybe, like, a relative played or along um, those lines and stuff? For, like, for me, I think I'm not, like, in the same boat as most people. Like, honestly, I don't even have, like, a favorite player my whole life. And, like, I don't really have, like, favorite teams. I just kind of support, like, local teams. I just remember playing football when I was young. I think my dad really wanted me to play it. But I, don't, I can't really think of something that really made me want to play it. I just always played it. And then my love just came out of nowhere for the game for real. Yeah, for me, um, so what made me kind of fall in love with football is since I was really young, like, going back to, like, when I was, like, five, I used to, like, I didn't really know what it was, but I just see people in helmets hitting people, and I just loved it, so. It kind of just, you know, drove me to like love the sport. So I, I kind of always knew I was going to be committed to it because I love the sport. And also I would like watch football videos, like getting into it, like Sean Taylor videos and stuff. And I just fell in love with the sport. But I didn't actually start playing until seventh grade because my parents were like really worried about my safety. But I would, it, I didn't want them to like let me like not play it because I loved it too much. So like I remember when I was like in like second grade, I wanted to play soccer. And my dad was like, no. And then <laughs> I was like, damn. So I it's like, I don't know if it's like fake it till I make it, but I do. I love the sport a lot now, but I don't really like have like a core memory of me really wanting to play the sport. But I do love playing it. I wouldn't trade it for like for anything in the world. I do think I'm like, it's kind of funny. So you guys like only football or are there like, I know either you do wrestling and Ricardo, you use track, right? Yeah. I mean, I, growing up, it was football and basketball. Mm -hmm. but when I entered high school I started doing track and it's probably like my favorite other sport to do other than football yeah same uh before high school I was I played a little basketball before I played football and then I came here and actually I don't know if you don't know him but his name was Ernest he actually put me on to wrestling and he just told me come out so I just like came to a practice and I kind of I loved it. it was hard but I kind of just fell in love with the sport so yeah that's my second sport I mean, I kind of get that because, like, I, I used to be a kid who used to play sports all the time. Like, I swam, I played tennis, I played soccer. I don't know. I played all sports. But um, it's kind of cool, like, seeing, like, how you guys started off. I mean, like, instantly knew you would, like, love the sport and, like, you know, be committed to it. Yeah. But, yeah, like, it's really inspiring, honestly. And, like, do you have anything to say to, like, a new, like, new football player or someone who's like just starting off like like i would say just like just keep going at it and like especially like if you do have like big plans for yourself playing the sport it is gonna suck at first i remember my freshman year 
I didn't like want to quit, but there was like like the demons in your head, like in the summer, like yeah. offices just telling you you don't even like want to play anymore because it, it's rough. It, it's really like it's really time consuming. Like my life is usually just football, six days out of the week, and then yeah. there's not really like an off season. Like I know like when the season ends, if you don't do a winter sport, football workouts start I think in December, so you might get like a month break. So if you like really have like big plans for yourself, just keep at it because it's going to pay off eventually. Yeah. So like, how is that summer process? Like when do you guys start and how much are you actually like dedicating to this? Like how much do they press you out? Um, <laughs> um, so uh, I'll go first. It's my bad. Right. Easy. But um, me, so Andy, Andy Merrill, he actually went to workouts in the spring when we we're in eighth grade. And I didn't know, I knew he was going. So then I like emailed the coaches if I can go when I was in eighth grade, like May of like 2018. And it was like back then it was chill because it was just off season workouts. But that first like summer, like a football was one of like the most rough summers of my life. And it, it, it doesn't get like, it's still rough each year, but your body gets used to it. But that July is July and August are like the hell months when it comes to football. Cause you're outside all the time. You're rare, you're rarely home. Like August, we have two weeks of camp, two practices a day, and you're stuck at Blair for two weeks. Sucks. So it, it's rough. And I'll and I'll say if you like for like the freshmen and stuff coming in, if you want to play football, it's like a it's a it's a real commitment. Cause like even like if you go on vacation over the summer, like you know people go on vacation, but like you miss a lot and like it could hurt you a lot. So like. It's something that you really have to like know you want to do because it's hard, but it does pay off in the end. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Cause like I remember like for camp, like Rico said, it's like from like basically the morning to like afternoon when you get out and it's like it's tiring. It feels like it's never going to end, but you just have to get through it. And then like when regular season comes, it's like it's going to be a little easier. But yeah. 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 Like I had a few friends on the team and like, I'd like talk to them about after like camp and stuff and they'd be like that was like intense I did not like that and stuff like that so applause to you guys because that's like yeah. intense would you yeah. say like the environment that the Blair football team creates and like your coaches and stuff it's like pretty supporting like could you fall back on somebody if there was ever like a moment where you're just like breaking down or like you can't go anymore yeah most definitely uh I'll say probably the coach that I can do that with most is my linebacker coach, Coach Carter. Yeah, he's, like, really understanding, and obviously he's my linebacker coach, so he, like, gets where I'm coming from because he was he was once in my shoes. So, yeah, it's somebody I can fall back on. And Coach Nazov, he's the head coach, and he's, like, really understanding too. So, yeah, we can fall back on them. Basically, all the coaching staff, they're all cool. They're understanding. Yeah. Me, personally, I don't think I've ever, like, attach myself to a coach too much you know like it's like the back of your head you don't want to like say something and they tell other coaches but there's always like those pockets of people on the team like 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 a classroom there's always like pockets of people that hang out but we all come yeah. together so it's it's like a brotherhood yeah. or like a family reunion you hang out with some cousins other people hang out with like other family relatives but at the like everyone's together and everyone loves each other so like there's there's at least one person on that team that you could talk to about anything i, I believe that do you feel like the picture that is painted of some Blair athletes by 
certain like groups at play or like teachers, like student body negatively affects the perception of the football team or like the soccer team or the wrestling team or the track team and stuff like that? Uh, yeah, I'll say most definitely. Even my coach was talking about it too. Uh, like this is stereotype of football. Like we're like really like, we're like viewed as like bad, you know, like knuckleheads, like, you know, cutting class and like causing all the trouble and stuff and like wrestling. They're seen as like the guys with like good grades and like, you know, nice people and stuff. And our coach always says it like, we should try and be, like be watchful of what we're doing and stuff because eyes are always on us because like we're considered like the bad, you know, the knuckleheads. So there's always like, yeah, we've always been like the underdogs kind of in that aspect. So yeah, most definitely. Stereotype that we all stink. I like, I yeah. like the stereotype. We're not dirty. I'm a pretty clean guy. But yeah, well, I'm like payback off Izu. Like on a serious note, there are like people that think football kids are like, the bad kids, like like the wild kids in the school. And it's like, it doesn't really like, I don't really think about it like that. It's not like something like, I'm always like, damn, I gotta like make sure like, I'm not like getting in trouble because they're gonna be hard on me. But it is out there. Like I've had teachers that see me like wear a jersey on game day. And then they'll be like, I'm gonna email your coach, like as a joke, but there are some teachers that are out there that do see like, it's like a giant target on your back. Once they see you wear that jersey on Friday and they know like you play football, but as long as you like, just don't be a bad kid. It's easy to avoid that. Just listen and like follow directions. I think. Yeah, it's really not that easy, honestly. I feel like if you're in high school and you're still getting in trouble, then yeah, you're just really immature. Cause yeah. like, it's really easy to just like be chill, you know, just go about your day, you know, talk to your friends. It's really not that hard to avoid trouble, so. I just feel like if you're going, if you're still getting in trouble, then you're just, you're just being dumb. Yeah, there is that target for sure. And it's, same with like, I know it's like we play football, but I, th- I think basketball players also yeah. have like big targets on their back when they're in season, but you just got to deal with it. Just, just, just listen and follow directions and you'll be fine. So like, would you for sure say that there's times where you have to like watch your moves? to not like have somebody like a teacher like op on you or like completely turn a story on you that gets you kicked off or like what are those consequences like what could happen um I remember like my freshman year I was goofing off in math class and like the teacher emailed my coach and usually like it just depends on like the severity of like what you did like if it was like something stupid that I did it might be like a team punishment or like you and like some like conditioning nothing like outrageous but there's been like cases where like I think like if you get in trouble with like a staff member you could depending on like the severity like you could get kicked off the team there's levels to it yeah yeah uh I remember like uh freshman year uh you know the rule of like you can't go on off campus and stuff and I remember you know like on game days or like when you wear your jerseys uh I would like not go like that. If you want to talk about like watching what I do, I like, I'd want to go off campus, but then I'd remember, oh, I have my jersey. And if they see me, they can tell my coach. Then I have to run. Yeah, like we go set the little consequences. But yeah, definitely in the past, not so much like these past like two seasons, but like 2018, like our freshman year, there was a lot more like cases where like players maybe got suspended for a game or something for like 
Yeah. Something more severe. But it doesn't happen so much anymore. We're all like chill now. Or like um being late to class is like a, a thing they stress a lot for real. Because there are teachers that do email like the coach all the time. So and so was late to class. And it's it's annoying. And but or like we also like get emails like if you're like if your mask doesn't cover your nose. Yeah. My coach has told me that he got a lot of emails saying that numbers like fifty-five. Wow. Just, yeah, like, number 55, number 24, their mask wasn't covering their nose in class. It's just small <laughs> stuff like that. That doesn't need to be brought to anyone. Just, yeah, I feel like that's... There. And then we have to, like, run forward and stuff. Yeah. You have to run for that. Yeah, I feel like that's a little... I mean, like, just tell them once, like, pull up your mask. Like, I don't think it's... Yeah, it's not that, that deep. What's to just email us. Like, like, I get it, you know, we're trying to be safe and stuff, but, like, like I know with my mask, like from time to time it like slips down. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't mean I have to run for it. Like, you know, it's just kind of necessary. But I mean, I, I guess mean, also like you're in constant movement. That's the thing. Like yeah. you're yeah. athletes, you're outside. Like, do you guys even you don't practice inside at all? Uh no. no. I mean like it's just like yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that don't make sense at all. That's actually wild. <laughs> just like just small stuff that you could handle there like with the person like with the student but there's those teachers that want to take it to like the next level yeah. they like they want to see you like get in trouble there's some teachers just love that i don't know why yeah i remember when like i used to live in a different country and like we didn't have football there so like i did not know anything about the sport but like i'd always like watch those like movies and stuff and like there's all these stereotypes about like oh football players as you said like bad kids or like I don't know they're always getting in trouble and I don't know like coming here I like definitely seen a difference because like I've like created like close bonds with a lot of like the players and stuff mm-hmm. and so it's like now I like see like it you gotta like get to know people if that makes sense like you gotta get to know yeah I agree <laughs> yeah judge them off of like what they play or what they do completely would you say there's any like stark differences between the team four years ago like when you guys were freshmen and like i guess like the culture and now like four years later because i feel like blair has evolved a lot there's like more crossovers between people um like easier you specifically like i feel like you've gotten more comfortable with like showing your dancing skills like you're a really good dancer and like i like to a certain extent, I feel like earlier on, those that was something that you might have been scared to do or something that you wouldn't fully be okay with doing. And now, like, that's completely different. So, like, what would you say changed between these four years? I'll say, like, football-wise, what would change? I mean, not really much because, like, it's still, like, a brotherhood, like, that, like, the whole, like, football program. Nothing really changed. I mean, coaching staff, for sure. Uh, we like basically like the whole entire coaching staff kind of just left and we have a bunch of new coaches, but I'll kind of say they're better. I feel like the coaching in a way have like, they've gotten better. Cause like, we, like, for example, like my linebacker coach, like the defensive coordinator also, he's like much better than what we had before. So I feel like that's changed. Um, and I'll say like for my dancing, I really don't know what made me like, I guess, I guess it just kind of happened. Like I just decided to, I guess not like being this little shell anymore, just kind of like show it. Cause like, it, even if like people judge, like it doesn't really matter. So, yeah. 
also I think it's just like even it's just outside of football I think everyone just like grows for real and, like yeah. they're just more comfortable with themselves like I like I remember my freshman year like I would always like be cautious of like like who I hang out with or like like stuff you post on social media but as you get older the stuff doesn't matter like it doesn't it's, it's just growing as a person and also like the team you also grow with them so like yeah a lot of, like a lot of the seniors on the team I'm I met them when I was 14 and now we're 17, 18 years old. So there's a lot of like, you're just comfortable with everyone. So. Yeah. And I know you guys like miss, well, you didn't miss it, but like, it was like a weird season last year because of COVID. Yeah. But, like, how does it feel like, you know, you lose seniors every year. Like does the team, does the team change a lot? Like you gain freshmen and all that stuff. How does I mean, kind of. Like at first, you're, you're kind of like panicking, like like dang, we lost we lost all these seniors. Like, what are we gonna do? Because you think maybe the the team's not gonna be as good, but then for I guess it's just about like experience and like coaching. Like over time, as you like know the playbook and just like if you like know what you're supposed to do, like it shouldn't be hard. So I feel like nothing really changes. Like you know what I mean? I'll say it gets a little like sad sometimes. Like, I remember, like, after my, my little fake season we had in the spring, and since it was, like, so close to summer, we just kind of started back up. I remember always thinking to myself, like, damn, where's, like, Khalif at? And where's mm-hmm. Andre at? And that, like, the idea would always be the back of my head all summer. And it, it sucks a little bit because you do, like, miss the people that leave. But you also still have, like, your teammates are still here. So, yeah. not like you forget them, but it is a little bit of a change seeing them leave. It's like an emptiness for a little bit, but. As time goes by, you start forming new bonds. So. And like the shoes, like from like passing years, like yeah. they get filled. Like I remember, like freshman year, when I was on JV, like the varsity team, a lot of like a lot of really good seniors graduated. And so I remember like thinking, oh, we're gonna suck because like they all graduated, and I didn't from that like at that time I didn't really see anyone like filling their shoes. But then, I guess we just kind of like you know, grew as a team, like Rico said, and sophomore year came and we actually did pretty well because we all had that chemistry and all that bond from the brotherhood. And so it actually wasn't that bad. Yeah. Yeah. And like, as you said before, as we get older, we just grow with each other. So it's, yeah, it's just the brotherhood. So that chemistry is there. So it helps us like, so nothing really changes as seniors go by. We just have people that fill in the shoes. Yeah, I feel like the bond makes you a better player. Like, if you can, you know, connect to other people and, like, you know, be close with them and everything, like, it would make – it will just make the team better in general. Yeah, it makes it a lot more fun because it's almost like playing backyard football, you know what I mean? Like, it makes it a lot more funny if you have that chemistry, like, of that brotherhood, like, and uh, that bond because it's like you guys can connect, you guys know how to communicate, you guys can, like, read each other's mind, you know? Yeah. But, like – if versus like with somebody that you don't really know like maybe like i'm on varsity and they like maybe arnold gets hurt right me and arnold have like a strong bond but like if he gets hurt and they bring up some jv kid to replace him right mm-hmm. like chemistry's not going to be there so we might not communicate as well or connect as well mm-hmm. so yeah did you guys have like any challenges like starting football even though you guys had that little like fake football thing in the spring but like we were out for um a minute during the pandemic did you guys have any challenges like going like playing again like anything that went yeah. through your mind and stuff 
Um, I would say like when it comes to like physical ability, I wouldn't say I was really challenged because I, I do remember like all of 2020, I was just like, just outside working mm. on like my craft and like my game. But uh, I think there's like a lot of mental challenges because like there was that time where like, like I think they announced it July of 2020, August 2020 when the season was canceled. And I do remember like, I was like, in, like a little bit of like a dark place because just seeing it like just like in one sentence, it, it really does like hurt. And like, it, it's hard to be like optimistic like with stuff like that, because I remember all of that winter of 2020 didn't say anything about the spring season. And then I think two weeks before they're like, oh yeah, fall sports, you guys have a chance. And everything just became like really compressed. So like mentally it, it was a challenge trying to adjust and trying to like, like, like that summer, that summer, like the summer you have with football, we had to all compress that within like three weeks because it's such a short season. So mentally there was some challenges and like a lot of my team there's teammates that didn't return for that spring season because they're left for the game it it, it dies when like you like you have to you lose a season so yeah. there's a lot of perseverance and i remember when i when i heard the news i remember feeling like really bad for the seniors because like think about like these football seasons like it's what determines like if we play at the next level you know like most of us probably want to play college ball like you need film you know what I mean like your highlights from your games and you know most of these varsity guys that barely saw like any playing time that were gonna probably start they lost that opportunity because there was no season and you know but then like the sophomore year I mean not sophomore uh the spring season right it was cut to two games so like a lot of that film got lost so like I felt bad for the seniors because they didn't really get a chance to play one last time, you know, like it ended so like quick and out the blue. And yeah, it just, it kind of threw everything off. Do you guys know if those seniors were able to get like, I don't know anything about how commitments work and all that, like recruitments and like college stuff, but the what was that class of 2020? 21. 21. Did that affect them at all? Uh, So, so bad. And it affects us too. Yeah, our class and their class got hit hard, like the hardest, because that spring season, I was actually after the, uh, I think it was after it started after the signing day, so a lot oh. of those schools just had to go off of what they did in 2019. Damn. So now, yeah, like, there's a lot of teammates I feel like could play at a higher level than they're at right now, but those colleges are like, they're on a time crunch, so like. They can only like give you what they like. They can only offer off what they've seen. So a lot of players they could use that extra year. So a lot, some didn't go to college. There was a few that do are playing at the next level, but they could be playing at higher levels. Wow. And like, yeah, there's there's a few that reclass too. Yeah. So that they can like you know maybe get get like a second chance and probably probably get like a better. What's offer. reclass? It's when you uh you like st you. It's not holding yourself back, but you stay in the same grade again. Oh, oh, okay. You go, you go to like a different school. It's just yeah, so like different school to do that. It's, it's similar. It's I guess similar to JUCO in a way, but like it's just so like you can I guess have another year to like get more film and like have colleges like notice you and get like an offer. Yeah, that's cool. So at least that was that option. It's like a second chance, yeah. Okay, but um, even like 
I know we're talking about 21, but even for like us, like our class, mm-hmm. a lot of colleges go off of what you did your junior year. And there's and not much. Yeah, we don't have, I don't like, I remember exactly. I've been, I was texting coaches after that spring season and they're asking like, cause I have my sophomore film from 2019, but they're asking like about anything from like my junior year. And it was only two games where unfortunately I, like, I didn't really have any big plays. So there's just that gap. So it was, it was hard, like, texting coaches over the summer because they didn't they don't know what, like, I can do, like, my abilities. So they just had, like, it, it's hard to, like, build relationships when you don't have, like, the evidence to show that you're, like, a good player. Do you yeah. know why they only look at junior year instead of, like, your senior year? Because I feel like everything is your junior year, like, not only with, like, athletic-wise, school-wise, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's just always okay. We're gonna look your junior year, your junior year, your junior year. But do you know why? For um, for like an example would be like Division One, which is the highest level. A lot of those coaches usually reach out to the kids like when they're sophomores and juniors, like entering those years. Yeah. And since a lot of schools are competing with each other, by your senior year, they're like, usually they're like, if they're not interested in you, they're probably done with you, because they're on to the next class. It's like a it's like a game for them. They're like yeah. They gotta keep reloading. So you like that sophomore and junior year is really important because they that's when they're most interested in you. Like so basically the, they're not waiting. Yeah, yeah, they're not waiting for you. By senior year you should have already had like your offers and like you're probably getting ready to commit or like, like sign. At least dangerous mm-hmm. because yeah. I think this official signing date to go to college is February. So if you're a senior like me from September to February, that's not a lot of time to build a relationship with a coach because they're also coaching in season as well. As of while for juniors and sophomores, they have time to build those relationships with those coaches. Mm-hmm. So I think that's like a big reason why junior year is like the most, one of the most important years for sure. All right, y'all, we have to go to a quick ad break, but we'll be right back with more from Ricardo and Izu on 2.3, the season of the future. The BNC Podcast family is finally growing, and Kaya is back for a brand new episode of the Podcast Spotlight, a show where she talks to different groups at Blair about their experiences as students. This week, she dives into the world of Blair Theater, so make sure to check out the new episode on the BNC Podcast Spotify. Now back to the episode. You guys mentioned you want to take it seriously and everything but like by serious do you mean like nfl series um when i was younger i used to want to be in the nfl a lot but i used to really just want to play sports in general professionally but as i've gotten like a little older like entering high school i don't want to say like you know who has like the chance to go to the nfl but as of now i don't think my chances are the highest so it's not the end goal i just want to play uh college football and if if i happen to be noticed like professionally then that's cool but it's as it like right it's never been like the main main goal it's just getting to college for free for me yeah I, i'll agree with that um yeah when i was younger i really i really did want to play in the nfl um i really thought i was going to but then yeah like i guess reality kind of hits in because like you know your skill level and you know like what you're capable of, I guess. And yeah, I don't really 
I'd love to play in the NFL, but I don't, that's not really likely. But I do, I definitely want to play in college. And I think I have a good chance at that. So that's like the main goal right now. But like, you can't put, you can't put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say is like, you both say that you feel like you wouldn't be able to make it to the NFL. What is, what are those factors in your own life or your personal journey that you feel like is preventing you or your skill level or what, whatever it is? Um. Well, I don't think it's like preventing me is the right like way to say it. Mm-hmm. It's just that um, like everyone, everyone has a chance to make it, but the most common people are usually like, and like if you look at them in high school, they're like, freak athletes are like huge and there are like they've been the colleges like the big schools were like contacting them when they're sophomores and freshmen so it's like almost like there's like the the chosen ones but there's people that you know like they have a really good shot and I'm not saying that I don't have a shot but it's just not my it's not my goal like I don't want to really shoot like so hard playing the NFL and then not really know what I'm going to do in life because I'm not in the NFL. So it was just like when I'm young, it was like the main goal, but now it's like, it's like a side path. But you can see that there's bigger things aside from yeah. that. Probably. Yeah. Like I wouldn't, for me, I, yeah, I wouldn't say like there's something, actually kind of like, I know, I know there's way better linebackers out there than me. I'm not, I don't really think I'm that great a linebacker. I feel like I'm okay. So, yeah, I definitely feel like there's, like, way better linebackers that can make it into the NFL. And there's probably a lot of way better linebackers than me that probably won't make it to the NFL. And also, I feel like because of my, I guess, size, because I'm only 5'10 to 20. If you if you think about an NFL linebacker, most of them is probably, like, 6'1", maybe 6'2". So, I feel like, I guess I kind of lack size. And, yeah, that's that's probably what's preventing me, too. Also, like, uh, like me, I play like corner, and I have the I have the height for that. Like, I, I'm actually like a really good height if you want to play corner in the NFL, six two. But I'm also I'm pretty lean. I'm a skinny guy, so sadly, like some coaches do overlook you, like if you don't weigh a lot. So yeah. like, when I text coaches, I usually like say I'm like ten or fifteen pounds heavier, just so I don't like bat an eye or like just leave none open. Yeah. So does that does happen, like? Yeah, people are like, who is this? They don't care. Wow. Because so they have to, they have when to you say it. you text coaches and stuff, like, how does that work? Like, where do you find them? Like, what is that process? The, the most common place is Twitter. Like, mm-hmm. I've, a, I've I've texted a good amount of coaches on Twitter. They usually reach out to you there on there. Sometimes I get a text, but that's probably because like a coach gave them my number. But if they're reaching out to me first before like a third person, like my coach, then it's usually Twitter. That's the most common like app. I didn't know that. That's really cool. Yeah. I mean, I kind of stopped, but I was using NCSA. It's like this. It's for like um for athletes. It's like a it's kind of like its own platform to like get your name out there. Uh, I stopped using it, but it did kind of help like me like talk mm-hmm. with some coaches. But yeah, Twitter's like the main source coaches because like i guess your page is like you set it up for coaches like you put your weight yeah your, you know your skill set and all that stuff your highlights so coaches just kind of like review it from there and then they hit you up and also like you can reach out to coaches too like 
you can just search up the college that you want to go to. You look at the coaching staff and you, you know, email the coach from your position and you reach out to them. If they seem interested in you, then, you know, it'll continue from there. But yeah, it's pretty much Twitter. Also, I just want to say, like, for any, like, athletes listening, I think NCSA is a really big scam. Yeah, that's why I stopped. Yeah, it's the biggest scam, like, I've ever, like, been a victim of. It's you like a pay or anything? Yeah. yeah. Well, you have to get, all, like, all the features of it, like, texts and coaches. You do have to pay. And it is the most useless thing that me and my family have ever invested in. It is my biggest regret. How like, much is it, if you don't mind me asking? I can't remember, but it is. There's, there's different, like, price. So, is it like a price? Yeah. So, it's like, it depends because it's like, there's different, like, monthly yeah. plans. Like, you can do like a monthly or a year. Yeah. Or you can just do a one time payment. Yeah. But, like, damn, so it's a subscription. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's terrible. You get a lot of money, too. Wow. But it's actually, like, Basically, you can do it all on Twitter. So, like, yeah, what, what, I, what I was put with NCSA said they're going to do for me. They didn't do anything. I, I do on Twitter myself. Mm. And it, for they free. Like, yeah, they like juice you up saying, uh, we sent all these kids to college. We can get you like one on one. We'll put your name on list. I've never interacted with a human person on NCSA. Wow. Four years, like, I think I've had it my sophomore year. It was three years I've dealt with bot emails saying, hey, come to this camp. Which yeah. yeah, that's me too. Football camps, you have to pay to go to them. And it's just, that's all I've dealt with. So I I still have the app on my phone, but I haven't opened it in like so long. But it, it's a terrible, terrible scam. They just like, it's like a, like a guy, this, this is how it went down for my family. He like um, emailed or texted my dad, and then we had like a phone call, and they like juiced me up. Oh, you have all this potential, and we fell for it, and then we paid for that, and it's just it's terrible. Yeah, that's what happened with me too. My mom, my, my mom was actually really convinced that I was gonna get to college. Like, yeah, full ride. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, it's not like it. any Blair. So they literally football. just play on your dreams. Yeah. Yeah. They, and terrible they just, they just take your money the money yeah they don't like i don't even know what they do they don't do anything yeah anyway. so like i've where is it? body emails that's it yeah who like told you about that app yeah they have they have like ads yeah there's ads all over like instagram twitter like you'll see every time every now and then you'll see like yeah. a post of like ncsa i forgot what it stands for it's like national college it's some it's a uh there's like there's third parties all over for like recruiting kids to help me in the college and some aren't bad like there's some that are free and they just help you get your name out there and there's some that you do have to pay for and ncsa is one of the ones you do have to pay for to get like your name out there but it is terrible like i've I've interacted with more real people and human coaches on twitter than ncsa I went on a, I went on a, uh, like a game day visit to the school in Pennsylvania, and that was through a coach on Twitter. Like NCSA hasn't done anything for me. All the coaches that I've talked to were from like my coach emailing coaches and just them seeing my film. So to any like student athlete out there that's listening, do just trust the process.
Yeah. Don't get like, cause that's what it is. They get you, like, I was young, I was like anxious, like, oh, I see, you got big dreams for yourself. So you're trying to do whatever you can to do to like get there, but just trust, just trust the process. That's all I got. Yeah. And they like tell you like, oh, they're gonna put your films together and stuff, and yeah, they're gonna text coaches. You can do that all yourself, like huddle you all yourself. In fact, you- our coach does it for us already for free. Yeah. And, like, That's nice. You can you can reach out to coaches on your own by yourself. It doesn't take it doesn't really take anything. So yeah. Yeah, they don't even like. Yeah, I, I get I get frustrated talking about it. Like, I was talking to my dad about it the other day, and we're just blown because we a lot of money. Yeah, a lot of we put money into it, and I have no offers. So, and, I, and I feel bad too because like yeah it's not my mom is that because that's like your parents money they just took yeah yeah like your mom could have my mom could have used it for like something way better but she took like she supported me she believed like, and, yeah, yeah invested in me and they were off so like i feel bad about that too so it is kind of messed up not kind of like it is messed up but the recruiting the recruiting process is like this is a dangerous place sometimes because there's also like there's the football camps that they 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 always start off with, hey, you're uh you've been like identified as a recruit for so and so school, and I I remember one time my friend like one of my teammates got a letter and we all got the same letter same format, just a different name on the letter, yeah and you pay you pay you pay to go to that school football camp, and if they weren't talking to you before they're not gonna talk to you there, it's really rare. On a lighter note, oh sorry, continue. It's like ah, college like recruiting is like a, it's like dealing with like like gambling almost kind of. It's like I don't I'm trying to like describe what it's like. It's like so like middle school. Wait, so is this the only way you could get into college for football? It's a way to get exposure going to like football camps and stuff like that. But but I'm saying like recruitments. Oh, recruiting for. Well, what do you mean by that? So, like, if you aren't recruited and you want to go to, like, a higher – a high school that has, like – or a college that has, like, a good football program or whatever it is, like, is there another option to go for that? Oh, well, there's a thing called, like, walking on. So – because you could try out for a college team. There's no – it's like high school. If you want to play it for that team, you can try out. You just got to pay. Yeah, you got you to gotta yeah. pay to go to the school. And then so, if it's good enough, then they'll give you a scholarship. Yeah. If, that's if there's some people that they yeah. make the team and they still pay for, like, all four years. So wow. I remember I was told, like, do not walk on to a school unless that school is telling you to walk on. Because you got you to gotta pay. Because when you go to college, for, like, for football, if you get an offer, everything football-related is paid for. And football is a pretty expensive sport, like equipment and all that. So walking on is an option, but it's not like it's not your end goal, like your dream. And I, I feel like I guess kind of making it. This might be an unpopular opinion, but making it into college on a full ride is, I guess, bigger than NFL. And then, like when you actually make people proud, it like makes you feel much better. Yeah, and, yeah. I feel like that's like, way better than I guess the NFL, in my opinion. On a lighter note, I would just say like you both are very well respected athletes and like very well loved athletes like 
we were just talking about how like at football games like ricardo like people chant your name and like people always encourage like at senior night izu like you had like so many people with you like so many people cheering you on same with you ricardo like your whole family does that ever like how does that feel being on the field like that like hearing people call your name and people like pushing for you and like having so much support i 100 percent believe that i play better when there's a crowd like Mm -hmm. i'm a firm believer like i don't notice it too much i try to block it out because it is a little distracting like the crowd but just knowing that they're there supporting us and like hearing them celebrate it gets you like pumped up getting the crowd pumped up and it's just like i feel like if we played with no crowd i wouldn't play like my best the energy wouldn't be I, there i need i, I, I just mm-hmm. like a crowd i feel like to play like my best it's just like i guess weightlifting like if you ever like if, if you're trying to hit your max right maybe you're by yourself you're probably not gonna you're probably less likely to hit it than like if you have like a group of your friends just like you know screaming in your ear like hyping you up then you're like pumped up you know so it just helps you perform better. And it does feel kind of good because like, because it lets it, I guess it gives you like assurance and like lets you know that, yeah, you're doing, you're doing good and like everybody's like proud of you, but you can't pay too much attention to it. Cause then like your ego kind of comes in and kind of, yeah. you still have to like, just be humble and just. Have you seen play. people like that completely go off the edge, like ego wise and like it, it like feeds their ego too much to the point where like, it starts affecting their play or like whatever it is uh my freshman year there was like a senior who did have a really big ego problem um and i can't almost say it like affected his play because it wasn't like he was like like a superstar on the team but ego problems do affect it affects really more like the team than the person itself yeah people with big egos become like selfish selfish yeah. practice selfish. like just doing themselves and like and then it becomes annoying and frustrating and then that chemistry that you guys have it starts getting shaken up because of people like that so you think like if there was like no crowd at all like you guys wouldn't play yeah like did you have any crowds during the spring or the covid season so it was only parents it wasn't that much so, yeah oh like, students that like found their way in but yeah it was better than nothing. Like I'd rather I, I'd rather play that crowd than nobody because like it's really dull. Yeah. At that point, it just kind of feels like practice. Like, mm-hmm. like the energy's not there. Like, I just want to go home. But they're like, the crowd is there. You know, the lights. Everybody's like hyped up. You know, it gets you pumped too. Like I, I didn't like I was like in the spring. I'm talking about the season. I was like joking with my friends. Like, if there's no crowd, I'm not gonna play. Because that, I wouldn't say it's like one of the reasons why I play. But it does it does motivate you to play good when there's a crowd out there. For sure. So yeah. And also like when you have a good game, it makes it that much better too. Cause like you know that people were there and they watched you play well. So but then like if you have a good game and nobody's there, it's like who did you play for? Like nobody got to see you like shine. You know what I mean? Yeah. What would you say is like the highlight of your Blair football career? What what would you say like if you could think of a moment like uh, your senior moment or whatever it is like that you look back and you're like that changed me or like that was so impactful to me. Uh, uh there's a lot that I've had this year alone. Mm-hmm. But um, 
one that I think of a lot was after the Einstein game, because we did lose to them twice my sophomore year. So that, that was already like a very emotional game. And then for it to be away and seeing like all the fans there, then at the end of the game, we all rush the crowd and seeing them all celebrate with us. That that's probably like one of my favorite moments. I, I, I have a photo of it and mm-hmm. it's such a good photo in my opinion. So, oh, is that the one where everyone's surrounding yeah. you? <laughs> yeah, that's a really cool photo. My favorite photo. And that that moment, I, I probably won't forget. Just yeah. seeing there, like, c- celebrating with us. It was uh, like your redemption. Yeah. yeah. Was, I, had that, I had that game circled on my calendar. It meant a lot to me. Okay. For me, uh, I've definitely had a lot this year. But I'll say, I guess, one game that really changed me. I, it's not that significant to others, but to me, it meant a lot. Uh, freshman year, we played Einstein. And I remember I had this, like, really big hit. And I remember, like, from that day onwards, like, it changed my life, like, football-wise. Because, like, all the coaches started, like, believing in me more, all my players. Like, it just made me feel really better. So I knew there was, like, this really high, like, set bar that I needed to, like, you know, meet up with. So I just knew that I had to, like, I guess, like, keep myself at that pace. And then I remember, like, this year, again, like, like for the first half, the whole first half of the for the whole first half of the season, I haven't really been playing that well. But I remember Blake was like my last bad game, I'd say. I didn't really do that good. I was like missing a lot of tackles. And I remember going home after that game and thinking like, nah, something has to change. So then I remember at practice every day I would just like work on my craft, like any any like of my flaws, like I just like focusing on that, like breaking down and like not leading, not like just diving in for tackles. So then the next game against, uh, who do we play again? Rockville. Uh, yeah, against Rockville. I just like, I just turned up cause I just, I just knew like things had to change. So then that was probably my best game and it's changed me from there. I feel like having like a strong mindset and like knowing what you want really. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, do you have like something you tell yourself like anytime you feel down or like anytime you just want to give up? Uh, I mean, I just, I encourage like my inner voice. I just like encourage myself. Like, come on, you just keep going. Like, if others can do it, you can do it. Just, it's like little things. Like, maybe if it's conditioning, right? And like, you know, I'm really tired. Like, I feel like quitting. I'll just tell myself in my head, come on, you It's just one step at a time. You know. Just take that one step, that next step, and the next step before you know it, you're done. And then, you know, I just think about it as this will all be over eventually. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to be out here running forever. So that kind of, like, motivates me, too. That's very inspiring to me in a way. But that's – thanks. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. What's, like, your pregame moment? Like, right before you step out onto the field to start a game? Because I know, like, for me, the biggest – the most important thing before I perform is like that curtain moment. Like the moment right before I step out onto the stage, like if I don't go out with a good like mental space, like mental, like my head isn't, if my head isn't in the right place, like the whole performance will be bad or like I'll just start shutting down while I'm on stage. So is there something you do or something you always like prepare before a game? Um, I'm like a very firm believer in like, if you look good, you play good. So before games, I, I'm always just like scrambling around the locker room to make sure like I look sweet before the game. 
because just that feeling of like, I look, I feel fly. I feel like I'm gonna play great. So yeah. that's something I like. I I stress about a lot. Like I'm always like planning or like what I'm gonna wear on mm-hmm. Friday for the game because I feel if I if I if I feel like good, I'm gonna play good. That is true. I feel like. Yeah, I don't want to look like a square. I feel like, I mean, obviously, like confidence plays a role in everything too, football wise, and just in general. So I, I can t- see where you come from with dressing and feeling confident, feeling the part. Yeah. And the other thing is just like music, like, like you know, small things like pregame routine, like you know, listening to music, like something. Like a song that gets you hype, you know, like in the mindset, and then you gotta lock in. Like you just, I like what I do is I visualize, like, all right, like this is what I'm gonna do when I go out. I'm gonna do this. What I'm not gonna do, but you know, just visualize. And I guess like when your teammates, everybody's locked in, everybody's hyped, that kind of like motivates you too. For like for like away games, when we're on the bus to the school, I have like a specific order of songs I want to hear. And they just all have, like build up to that like one song, and I just, I just get locked in from there. So like it's like a routine every week. Yeah. Do you have like a specific song that like? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, I have like I have like it's like three. I, I end I end the um the bus ride with a, a beautiful song. Mm-hmm. Called Tell. Some of my best song is it's like I call it like my little national anthem for myself. Mm-hmm. I always feel good when I hear that song, so I always make sure it plays on off the bus mm-hmm. yeah i completely get the music thing because like i play rugby and so it's like i kind of like before games i'd always like go and like long drives with my dad and like on our way to the field and like i'd request i don't know why but i have a thing with little baby like as yeah. a, pre, a pre like game thing is just little baby so i'd like listen to him and like i just feel so good about like about to play and stuff i don't know it's just very I guess. Yeah, you, you need the music to play good, I feel. Like, yeah. Even like when we, when we warm up before the game, we like are making sure that there's music playing on the speakers. Because mm-hmm. it just feels different when there's no music. Yeah, it brings the energy up. Completely. Yeah. yeah. Another, another thing I do is like I pray because, you know, I have a lot of faith in God. And so I feel like I, I just pray to like, you know, give me the strength and wisdom to like go out and, you know, handle business, do what I need to do. Mm-hmm. So that's also like another thing I do. Yeah. I feel like a lot of ways to approach a pregame, but you know, I think music is very well known on and then also other things, but. Yeah, honestly, I don't know what my life would be like without music. It's changed my life like completely. Yeah. I hope you guys also know, like, your work is recognized. Like, the work you guys have put in these past four years and through a pandemic, like, the yeah. football team carried. Like, being able to still, like, come on top of it and come back for a senior year, like, and really push for it. And, I mean, you guys did really good. And you guys are still doing so good. Yeah, like, I've seen that, too. I've seen a lot of, like, even the yeah. friends that I'm friends with, like, juniors and stuff. I've seen a lot of, like, growth in them. And I feel like football kind of like matured you guys too in a way so like i remember when it was just jb <laughs> you know yeah and now we're here so i'm i'm proud of you guys i've been i've been watching you guys been you guys been doing your thing you know? thank you 
Yeah. Now it's just keeping that steam up and running towards the finish line. Y'all yeah. got this. That's crazy how time flies. Like, I know. Freshman year just for like yesterday. You know, we were like. I don't even time, but I still feel like a sophomore. Like, I look at the juniors now and I'm like, y'all are fr-. Like, I look at Isa too. And I'm like, you're my freshman still. Because, <laughs> you know, last time before quarantine, last time we were in school, we were the underclassmen. You know? Yeah. Looked up to these people. And then now we're back in school. Like, we're the upperclassmen. We're so the upperclassmen. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining us. It was a pleasure. Guys, I love that episode. I literally love when there are episodes where I don't know anything about it. It was this episode and last season, it was the Asian hate episode. Like, I felt like I learned so much from Kieran and Maya and now from Ricardo and Izu. Like, it was an interesting perspective to hear from football players. Because I feel like we don't get to hear them speak a lot because they're always just like, literally performing <laughs> like yeah. doing and it. the way that they even like talked about like what motivates them or what they do before and after games like i don't know but the stuff that they were saying like that just inspired me mm-hmm. right so even though i don't know a lot about football like yeah. it really kept me like it was inspiring. It thinking about the future the amount of work that goes into like those games and like the conditioning and all that like dang i thought my life was hard (laughs) i thought my like rehearsals and like these shows were hard but oof, working out (laughs) i know working out like hours Mm -hmm. yeah it's true dedication but you can tell like they love it And I also hope that this episode offers like a perspective to those people who are still locked in that mindset of the knuckleheads and like these are bad students. And like to the teachers listening, like students have passion and care. Mm -hmm. Trust me, baby, they ain't worried about that AP government assignment. Exactly. Or the Misa. Or the Misa. (laughs) Get rid of the Misa. (laughs) But no, yeah, I love that. So I guess we should announce that we have an extra special spooky episode coming out on the 31st for Halloween. (laughs) Uh, We won't say anything else, but there will be an extra special episode coming out on Halloween. And next week, we'll come out with two new episodes. We'll announce those when they come. But if you haven't already, make sure to watch Cyberdive or listen to Cyberdive with Mary and Johanna. But yeah, other than that, I think we just did that. (laughs) All right, y'all. Thank you guys for joining us on the Voices Podcast. Bye. Bye.